bad that he's not antisocial.
Russian.
we're going to ask the ushers if they'll come this morning to, to take up your tithes and offerings. I'm going to pray a prayer over them as they make their way. And immediately following that, we'll enter into our meet and greet time. And you'll be able to bring that to the Lord today. But let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so honored to be in your house today. We love you and we glorify your name. Lord, as we get ready to take up this offering this morning, bless those that have to give and those that may not have to give. And Lord, if there's someone here today who cannot give, Lord, I pray that at some point you would bless them and help. They would be able to give, Lord, to show back, Lord, how much they love and adore you for all the benefits you bestowed upon them. Lord, we pray that this offering would be used for the advancement of your kingdom. We will forever give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Christ Jesus, we pray. In the body of Christ, said, amen. Amen. Will you come this morning during this meet and greet? God bless you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, it's so good to see all the buzz and excitement and talking in the air. It's a good day. Let me uh, make mention to you a couple things this morning uh, before uh, we have scripture and prayer. Those leading scripture and prayer, if they want to go ahead and make their way up, they can get ready to prepare to lead us in scripture and prayer. If you are a first-time guest with us today, in the seat in front of you, there should be a connection card in the pocket of the uh, rack holder there, uh, and you'll see a connection card. If not, we'll get one of the hospitality team uh, members to connect with you, but uh, we want to just, we're not going to send you some unsolicited email or, or anything like that. All we want to do is just be able to know who you are, so that if we see you in Walmart, we can make the connection and speak to you and not say, hey, you, I've seen you before. 
We want to know who you are. That's what we're after. Uh, so please fill that out. You can uh, drop it in the uh, offering box in the back of the auditorium or hand it to one uh, of the greeters uh, that will greet you leaving church today, and they'll get it to us. Let me say there's a couple requests we want to bring uh, mention to you, Miss. Uh, Brother Henry and Sister Tina uh, have a granddaughter that's having her tonsils uh, thing taken out on Tuesday. Is it right, Tuesday? Uh, that we are wanting to pray for them, pray for her in that situation. Continue to pray for Sister Laura May Skipper, uh, who is uh, uh, still battling uh, with her, some of her health uh, concerns and some things like that. So pray for her. I also pray, we're so glad to see uh, Brother, uh, Sean and Diane with us this morning, but their son Christian is uh, uh, battling some, some things we're trying to get some answers for with his health. We want to make sure we pray for him, that all the reports come back good, and he gets back on his feet, and everything kind of works itself out with that. And uh, pray for Miss Mary. She is in North Carolina uh, this weekend. She has started her cancer treatments, so that's where her and Brother Wendell are today. They should hopefully... Uh, be back in the next uh, couple days, but they uh, she's starting those treatments. So please pray for her uh, in this prayer and uh, that we're getting ready to have. But other than that, that's all the ones I know at the moment, but we want to just make you aware of those today. God bless you today. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house. Um, I chose First John chapter 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I want to say um, I'm glad to be in God's house, glad to be among God's people. Um, some unfamiliar faces, but hey, you're welcome here. We love you. Um, with that being said, I'd like to go to the Lord and pray. And um, I invite you to pray also as well. Let us all pray. Father, again, we're thankful, Lord, always. For your grace and your mercies. Thank the Lord to be children of God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would touch and minister in this hour. Father, uh, rather it be music or, or the preaching of your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that someone be touched, um, lifted up, that they might lift you up as well, Lord. Father, we praise you and thank you for all that you do in our lives. Lord, we praise you right now and thank you, Jesus, for your love, mercy, and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to ask you this time to enjoy a special song. Sister Sherry is going to come. I think Riley may be going to help her this morning. They're going to sing for you this morning, and then we'll get right back into worship. God bless you this morning.
Are you ready to go home and meet Jesus one day? The psalmist David said it like this. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So we're going to ask you to stand all over the house this morning. We're going to sing that, that simple song today. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord.
Lord, what it did on Calvary's cross. Lord, we worship you today. We glorify your name. And we sing together. I was hopeless.
church. Oh, we were
form of praise God can give. I raise a hallelujah. It's the same in every I raise a hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy of the highest praise we offer. I raise a hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we worship you today. Father, to the very best. We have tried to bring up pleasing to you today. God, we have tried to present an aroma of worship that would inhabit the presence of God and you would inhabit the praises of your people and the aroma of worship would be a sweet-smelling aroma, if you will, into your incense presence. Father, as we get ready to break the bread of life, it is still a major part of service it's not a different it's not time for us to tune out or to space out on your word but god i do believe we have felt your presence in this house already god i still want to say thank you for the presence of the lord we felt last week father i'm going to never going to ever take for granted or lightly the fact that when your spirit stops by you didn't have to but you do And God, I never want it to be that it just becomes status quo or just something that we just take for granted or take lightly because your spirit is not something to be taken lightly. But God, I know your spirit comes in various forms, some in the shout, some in the cries, some in the loud, some in the still small quietness of a voice, of a whisper. But God, we still want to be, we feel your presence in this house and we want to spend time with you. God, so as that last song so eloquently penned and was so eloquently written, we raise a hallelujah, the highest form of praise we can give God. We raise a hallelujah to the Lord because he's God and God alone. Lord, as we get ready to break the bread of life, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and let us hear from heaven and the people of God. To... Amen. If you have your Bible, to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Chapter number 12. Let me say a couple things. Parents, please don't forget to go after church. You can always follow what's going on on our app called the Our Church. You just download Our Church app and then search Santee Circle COG or follow our website, SanteeCircleCOG.org. Services on the podcast of Apple and Google. 
Uh, you already have given today, but if you said, well, Pastor, I wasn't prepared, you can give in multiple ways. Don't forget, tonight is snack night after church. Best time of the year, food. So make sure you come tonight. You can bring anything from chips, dip, chicken. You can bring anything you want to. We've had people bring deer meat. We've had them bring stuff we didn't know what was in the pot. We ate it, though. To tell about it, so it couldn't have been too bad. So, um, so make sure you, you're mindful of that. Also, today is the last night for the Wednesday night meal for September. Not because we're not because we don't want you to come, but because we have to know how much to prepare for it. So, on September the seventh, we'll have our first uh, Wednesday night of each month. Each first Wednesday night of the month, we'll have fellowship night together when we eat together before church. So that'll be on September the seventh. So please make sure you sign up. Some of you already have. You also, if you want to bring something, there's a sign-up sheet. You can bring something. Miss Brenda over here is going to be our immaculate chef of the night. She's going to have all kinds of stuff, hush puppies and stuff and all kinds of stuff. So if you like it, she cooked it. If you didn't like it, cooked it. Make sure that you, if you like it, she cooked it. If not, I was the one that was in the kitchen at that moment. But make sure today before you leave so that we can collect that sheet and give her a head count uh, on that as well. In First uh, Corinthians chapter number two, for these very quickly because we've already read these before. Now concerning this, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that you are Gentiles, carried away by dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you: no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord by His Holy Spirit. By a lot of different gifts, the same God, the same Spirit. That Verse 10 says, to another there's the gift of miracles and a prophecy and discerning of spirits and different kinds of tongues and speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Only one spirit that works all these things out, distributing each one of them individually as he wills, but desire the best gift. And I will show you a more excellent way. This scripture right here, to some there is the working of miracles. I want to pick up part two of a sermon we started a couple weeks ago, but the Holy Spirit directed the service this week. But the church of missing miracles, why do we not see them happening today? God didn't change. It's the same. The Bible said it's the same God, the same Spirit that worked them out. We see tongues. Spirit must be real. We see interpretations of tongues. So that means God's Spirit must be real. Some prophecies come to existence. But He also said, why are they not happening? Why are they not happening like we should see them? We're going to talk about that today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, best of my ability, help me to preach your word. God, hide me behind the cross of Calvary, and let nothing that I say be seen or heard. Only what thus saith the Holy Spirit of God. I pray, God, for every man, woman, boy, or girl that's in this building, every child that's on our children's church or in the nursery. Please the Spirit of God be in their rooms as well, and let them hear from God, as we are in your house today, you said if two or three agree is touching anyone, and we are in this house. Call from the altars of heaven, anoint this mortal lift of clay. Find that cross and let you be seen and glorified. And we will forever give you the praise and the glory and the honor that is due your Father said amen. Today to all glad I know some are watching from Oklahoma and all kinds of places being service today and being a part of service today to all our first 
there's quite a few. There's, uh, I think, brother, uh, the brother in the back and a sister right here on the, in the front uh, that came. Might be a few out that I didn't see. Line guests and our first time guests. Make them stand up and be recognized. Ask them to give us their social security number and bank account information. But we're glad they're here. The Church of Missing Miracles. We started a couple weeks ago. Around, of eight, around A.D. 50 where the Apostle Paul was on his second mission journey. And he was planting planted a church in the region of an area called Corinth. And established this church. And then he began to around 53 to 50 wrote a letter in response to some things he had heard happen in that church. And they were, they were having some theology issues, having some issues with doctrines and teachings. Boy, doesn't that sound like today. We wonder what the Apostle Paul would write about if he were living in today's society. We have a lot of churches that are confused in their doctrine. We have a lot of churches that are confused. We have a lot of churches that are confused in what they believed in. But the Bible said that I am and know whom I believed in. And I am to keep the things which I charge them until today. I don't care this morning before we get to the message. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care what my opinion is. The opinion that what comes at the BLE. That's still the alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I don't care the PhDs and theology degrees and, 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 and degrees in hermeneutics and biblical languages all Nothing will be as the same as getting in an old-fashioned prayer closet and letting God just talk for himself. God didn't need a Ph.D. student to write. Him. God spoke his book to uneducated men thousands of years ago that didn't have a and didn't have a I'm telling you there's something to be getting along with. I need your Holy Spirit to be a revelator and a revealer of this word. But God can't reveal it to you if you're never spending time with him to reveal it to you. Reality of it is, Paul's writing to this church in Corinth, and he says, "We got some problems." You know, I've, <laughs> I'm a big. Uh, I, I, when I was in high school and college, I loved to act, to be in theater, and uh, we put on a production at the school called The Music Man, and I got to play the main character in the world, and I got to sing a song that said, "This you got trouble." says we'll soon in that home on where we'll and tell our kindred good morning at the side of our Jesus and we'll wow yes there's trouble in Washington trouble in Pennsylvania Avenue yes there's trouble in Berkeley County yes there's trouble but I'm here to tell you God have a rent just because things look bleak and dark Tell somebody this morning that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he can raise your open blinded eyes, open blinded eyes. If he can make lame still can have lame people walk. God is still the God yesterday, today, and God still wants to bless his church in these last days. The Apostle Paul writes this letter. Problems here, and I've got to these issues. To write about their theology and their doctrine. In chapter 12, talking about you can't say of your life and then live and operate differently in the way God is living. By the end of chapter 12, it's a picture of a body. 
He says the eyes can't say the feed. He goes through these different You can't start picking off which parts you want, which parts you don't necessary and needed in the by chapter 13, the Apostle Paul begins talking about that greatest gift. I just chapter 12, I believe it was verse yes. But earnestly desire the best gift of all. Well, you say, Pastor, what's the best gift? Well, in chapter 13, love. Tongues with men and angels, but I have not like a noisy symbol that nobody knows how to play properly. It's annoying. Yes, like a kid that just playing something over and over again, and they wouldn't stop. It just made your head just lose its mind. Don't look at the neighbor beside you because I just don't tell them. If it is them, pray for them. But I was growing up, the first instrument I ever learned how to play was the drum. Actually, I didn't even want to play the piano. I kind of got forced into that. Drums. That's my kid, three, four years old. I get pots and pans out of my mom's area. Pull out of those Cousinart pots. In fact, she had those. Um, I can't even remember now. They were they were so old. I don't even remember. They might have been Oneidas. I don't even remember what they were now. Like they're you know, warranty scratch resist and all this stuff. Theory out. With every wooden spatula, I broke more spatulas than anybody ever thought of. I'd beat the little we play and I'd be in the kitchen. I'd be wailing. It did not sound good. You ever just had somebody beat a noisy pot a lot? I'm experiencing with a five year old in my house. God bless them. They deserve a medal for this. Because I knew I did it. God, why me? In that moment, when we don't have love, we just make, we just, to the world, to the, we're just like annoying. We're just annoyance. He said, you can, this is how you know you have love. Love is patience, kind, does not envy, self-seeking. He said, but three things are made, faith, hope, and love. But the best thing, the things is love. The greatest gift is love. Everybody wants it. That's why people are looking for it. That's why we got 150,000 sites. They're trying to find somebody that loves them. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Find you somebody. We even got slogans to make you feel like We want you to feel good about yourself. Apostle Paul starts writing this, starts talking about this. He starts writing about these different gifts. Chapter 12. By chapter 14, he starts talking about the gift of prophecy. But I started thinking a couple weeks ago when I was formulating this message, a whole chapter dedicated. We got a whole book dedicated to the miraculous miracles of Jesus Christ and miracles of God from Moses. You just keep the keeps going of miraculous encounters, experiences with God. Not a chapter. All you about the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Where is it today? Oh yeah, we see. Here we, you know, we pray for the young young boy, young man out of uh, I believe it was in, in Arkansas. Here in the in the back was Brother Henry New, and he had the surgery. And God worked it out. It it God. I can sing what, if you will, and he's having any delays in speech. And we've seen it with Miss. She's had health wise. What God has done. I mean, we've seen him. But I don't believe every while random. I believe God wants miracles to take place and happen on a more frequent basis so that it can be displayed that everybody can know He's. I believe that. 
particular persons. And for Sister Mary, he doesn't want her to be healed from cancer. Sister Sally, he wants her to picks and chooses like that. I think God wants all of them. Now you say, well, Pastor, what? I tell you, God still healed her because the Bible said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So go into heaven. healing. There's no more problems. Answer the request. point out to you what is a, what's the definite what is a miracle when we say it's miracles what does that mean no focus wave your little and say abracadabra shazam and something happens. no word god is not some genie in a bottle that you rub and he pops with his little hands out and says you get god god speak god like let me say that again so let me repeat that. Some treat God like a genius. God, you give me what I want and I want it how I want God's just We should just be thankful God took time to say Hello? We come to the throne room with this expectation, God, you owe reality. We owe him everything. Natural intervention in the course of nature suspension of order corruption of a system of nature as we know it by force or spirit you see anything that God does that doesn't follow a prescribed or determined course of events is a miracle when the doctor and I have chemotherapy and radiation to follow but we're going to do before we start that to see kind of how it so two months later, I doctor and he does a PET scan and it comes back clean. He can say that the machine did all he wants to. That's a miracle because the first one said there. You can nationalize it however you want to. So the reality is when the doctor says I'm going to have to have because all my ligaments are tore out and, and I've got arthritis and surgery is inevitable, but I come to church like Miss Brenda did. I come to church and say I don't really believe in the healing power of God and they have surgery because there's really nothing there tambourines and play play different things because you're not going to have the ability. You're going to be in so much pain. Well, I just want to let you know we still haven't scheduled because God did something doctors could do. He just took care of it. Just like that. Just like that. The reality of it is it's something that we can't explain happen when the divine nature of God steps in the situation and says I'll take it from here. Do you realize that salvation is an act of miracle? Ha! Go home and take a bowl of water, mud in it, to make it black. Take the mud out and let it. Then go get you some red food coloring and pour in it and see if the water comes back clear. But somehow make a black sin-stained heart, a in red blood that flowed from Calvary's blood. Even that old hymn, there is a fountain filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's beneath the flood, lose all their guilty states. Somehow a black heart somehow got red blood attached to it, and somehow when it came out in the wash, it became white as snow. I can't explain to you how that works. It's called a miracle. Nothing but God. Nobody could do that but God. Miracles, salvation, 
I mean, heaven came, died on a cross, got then got resurrected, went back to the heaven place that one day we could come and be under the same location that he is. You know, I've heard people say, well, heaven is like a figment of an imagination or it's just utopia people peace. No, heaven is a real place. It is a place we're going to breathe. We're going to walk on streets. That's a physical that's a physical thing. We're going to see heaven. Why? I believe that Jesus said, I go to prepare you. And when I go, I will come receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. I'm telling you, you can go to utopia all you want to, but I'm going to a place where that I'm going to live through all eternity in a place. Even heaven's a miracle. It's the word miracle. That we get this word miracle. Word used in the Bible. It is the same word where we get or power. It's also, if you will, the word dynamite in the English language. Incredible happen we're talking we can't explain the capabilities the miracle is not something or create does and nobody can replicate what god does oh yeah you you know you're gonna say well whatever you want to i trust that god can do things nobody else can do it's a sudden explosion of almighty power are oftentimes not experienced due to the of the one wanting the miracle. Most miracles are right there on the threshold, on the cusp of happening at our unbeliefs. Now, you say, Pastor, no, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm trying to tell you a hard truth. There's probably so many miracles of his people. The problem is, stopped. We stopped praying for it. We stopped seeking for it. We stopped asking God to give us divine, if you will, knowledge and, 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 and divine revelation. More often than not, our unbelief will kill every miracle that's on our front doorstep of our house. You know, I get the bad report and I pray about it, but then I go home. This might be too big for God to handle. God can't handle this. I come and I pray, but as soon as I leave, Go home and say, well, was that really God? I don't know. I don't know. Just don't know. My heart is robbing me of the miracle that's at my front door. I read a story of a guy by the name of Uncle Bill was visiting. He decided to give his little niece, Susan, a hard time. So at the dinner table, he said, hey, what are you studying Sunday today? Talk about Jonah. Being swallowed by the big fish. Believe me. Do you think that story is true? Come on, a big fish. She said, yes, of course it's true. He said, get this straight. You believe a man got thrown into the ocean and a giant fish swallowed him up. He stayed inside that fish for three days. Then he came out alive and you believe it's possible. The stories in the Bible, we study. My pastor preached it. It has to be right. Uncle Bill said, well, prove to me this story is true. She thought for a minute and said, well, Kevin, I'll ask Jonah. 
what if Jonah didn't go to heaven? She said, well, if he's not heaven, you ask him when you get to the other place. Now, while that's comical in nature, that's how we operate sometimes. We don't take God's word. We don't believe his word at his word. Oh, we say it. We, oh, we like God owns a thousand hills in the life of the believer. Oh, we like those scriptures, but we don't want to. We don't want to believe God in the Bible. We like to pick and choose the parts we like. And we don't like, we kind of throw them away. to deal with them. No accuracy. That, that's not our, you got to take the whole word rightly divided. It has to all come together. Because when you start taking parts out, it falls apart. It comes together. It's a corporate effort. Oh, even though he was joking with little Susan that he got, he was just playing the It's how we treat it. Well, prove to me God's real. Prove to me miracles. Prove it. I need, I need proof. Well, God never said that we were expected to get proof. Ever, no one aware does God say you can you you to get proof every time I say that. What He said is you're supposed to have faith. Faith says the substance of things hoped. I see. Sometimes my miracles I don't see them, but I have to believe God can do them whether I see them happen to me or not. And the reality of it is, faith is exhibited. Brother Marion read it this morning. I think it was out of first, if I remember correctly, a little foggy. But he said, this victory, what is the victory? Our faith. Faith is what gets us to heaven. We haven't seen heaven. We believe it's there. Faith is what gets me up in the morning. I plow all my knees according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He's going to keep me going. Faith is what helps me keep going. You know, we sing around here. You're working even when I don't feel it. You're working. That's always understand God, but we can't trust God. It's out on their miracles, not because they can't happen, but because they don't believe God's able to still do it. Oh, Pastor, I mean, open and blinded eyes. That's that's so lame. People, Pastor, that's antiquated. We ain't, ain't nobody coming to church and having a limb grow back. Why not? Now. Decide to go call all your people that are amputees and see if I can bring limbs back. You already missed the moment. You already missed the whole point of what I just said. Because it's not a tell. It's not, oh, Pastor, you said God can heal. Well, let me go get all the amputees and roll them in here and God will grow a limb back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, God, if he's to do any of the above, but God's not a man, he should be tested to prove my own. It's not something I should put God to a test and say, prove yourself, God. The devil tried that, y'all remember? He said, well, Jump off from this pinnacle of this temple and angels to catch you. If you're coming, you know what Jesus said? Get you're so dumb, you don't even know what you're talking about. That's my version. That's my version. That's Jonathan Keith's version. I'm a little dyslexic. My kids pop sometimes. This is literally saying, Satan, you don't even understand what you're asking and saying. You're just talking off the cuff. You're just spewing off the mouth. You don't take that. That's not how you operate. Not only is there a definition of miracles, but there's a distribution. God doesn't distribute them the same way every time. Every lame person didn't get healed in the Bible. Did, but there was a lot of people in the Bible besides the one man laying at the pool of Bethesda. 
The Lord ministered to him, but how many countless of us were waiting for the waters to be troubled to get inside? All these, I mean, there's, the Bible says, and the angels could not contain all that Jesus did, but not everybody got a miracle in Jesus' Not everybody is going to, quote, get a miracle every time today. doesn't mean at some point, but it's not a guarantee that every time something bad happens, God's going to give you a miracle every time. Sometimes he has to have you walk of the shadow of death so you learn how to not fear. He took you out of a valley, you wouldn't know how to have faith. You don't really have to have faith because everything's great. Faith comes breaks loose in the valley. But if God takes and makes everything a mountaintop experience, have real faith. It's easy to have faith on the million dollars hard to have faith money in the bank and the bill. It's a lot challenging, more challenging. See, God distributed different miracles. He chose people throughout Scripture to use to call working power to be distributed and, dis, and to be displayed. Just common, ordinary people. I mean, I mean, let's be real. God, God didn't say, I only want rich people. He used fishermen. He, he used tax. Believe it, God would use IRS to change the world. It be a, nowadays being hired, and we're thinking, "Oh God, purgatory's just hitting, hell's breaking loose, and Satan himself running the country." The reality of it is, eighty-seven thousand. But Jesus took an IRS and said, "Come follow me. I'll make you a fisherman." His whole career. I would come down and change some other people's careers too, but different topic for a different day. But the reality of it is, God was no respecter of persons. He wasn't looking just for the most of the real the religious elite of the day to get the option out in the cold. You know why? Because they were too good. They are. They already knew the word. They knew the scriptures. They had the. They knew more than God knew. Instruction, Holy Spirit for the I got time. So he found people that were, if you will, malleable. That you know, you could shape them and you could mold them like that potter's wheel. He said, Matthew, everybody hates you already, but nobody wants to be friends with you. You can go nowhere. Your job's already rock bottom. There's no put up. Come find me. It can't be what you're doing right now. He's like, it's true. And gets Jesus. Jesus goes, if you will, in terms of jobs and finds. And he says, hey, guys, a real big, high-paying job out here, driving around in your Lexus and wearing a You're looking good. Except that's not what they were dirty. They were nasty. fish when it's out in the sun. stains. This is what they did for a living. Why? By a fisherman in that day. Hey, all you nasty, crummy-looking guys over there that's out there. Dough balls and doing all this and playing out there in the fish ponds. Why don't y'all come? It wasn't like he was picking lawyers and doctors with suits and ties to go around town. Jesus used common, ordinary people. That doesn't mean God can't use them. But what it does tell me is God can use you no matter where you are. If God can use you no matter who you are. You can be a doctor or a lawyer. You can just be an average Joe, blue-collar worker. Who just loves working on the factory 
just as good as he can use me. Or anybody. Don't let this suit and tie fool you. This thing ain't near as expensive as it looks. It's bargain shopping. Until I have a coupon, then I wait for it to go on sale. And then I wait for them on the, its model. So they bring supplies. So then I buy it then. And I just leave it in my closet with the I think it's brand new. And then where Pastor, I never seen that. Yeah, this is from my teen model. In this suit right now, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 just thankful that my body's still in it from 2015. God is God is still a miracle worker, you know. Some of us still have clothes in our closet. We have we have and met those goals yet. Goals. They're, they're, we are we are putting our faith in front of that outfit one day. But God used ordinary people. Stephen, a man full of faith. Signs and wonders and miracles. He was a common guy. The story of a guy who was an alcoholic. I love alcoholics. I love they're just so honest. They don't know what they're saying. And they don't remember the conversation. But I do. And then I get to be like, man, boy, oh boy, if you only knew. They'll tell you everything. I mean, you don't even know if it's true or not, but it sounds good. They tell you See that guy over there? I'm like, yeah, tell me about him. I don't know about him. There's a story of this guy, alcoholic, who was a Christian. And so somebody in the church, one of the uppity uppity church school teachers, just kidding, I didn't mean that. But he, one of the people at church asked him, all those miracles in the Bible, do you really believe those? Do you really believe Jesus? You're an alcoholic. You know, you, you, you're you a connoisseur. You you know, you're like specialist in wine. You do this for a living, for fun in the afternoon. Do you really think you're into wine? He said, I, they said, are you nuts? He said, I'm going to tell you what. I believe it because Jesus changed my whiskey into furniture in my house every week. You'll get that in a minute. He was staggering all over everything. Every time he drank, he'd fall over. He said, Jesus would turn whiskey. In the house. What I'm trying to tell you is, illustrates the. We have to believe the Bible rightly divided was that, that it is the true. And if God said that He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, walking through right now, God's got a miracle waiting on you. The old song says, "There's a miracle on the way." This said it. I believe it. Heavenly Father knows the need before I pray, and the answer's on the way. I'm telling. You, making. We've got countless songs. Well, Pastor, I don't know you. You don't understand. You don't know what I've experienced. I may not understand, and I have walked where you've walked. He knows that's been tempted in all manners that I has every infirmity like I know, and he's walked this road, and he went to heaven to be a mediator and priest between God. Even if I don't know, he's all about it, and he knows how to meet today. Miracles happen when it is activated. When it happens, your faith is activated. James and talking about that. And finally, not only is there distractions, but there are certain types. Same. God don't just sit out in heaven and be like, "Well, it's miracle time." And watch it just be like pixie world. God's not a sugar plum fairy in the sky just throwing out spiritual pixie dust to everybody. That's how you blew. You probably are best friends with Cupid, a little fat chubby baby. Narrows that people making them fall. The world thought that was a good idea. 
babies are cute, but why make him chubby? Like, I mean, you know, shooting little cute arrows. Oh, they're in love. Boo. God's not sitting up in heaven just throwing spiritual pixie dust on the world. God's distinctive. Is everything different? Because I need healing. Because I may not be sick. Maybe I need a miracle of finances. So if God sends me the spiritual pixie dust of healing, I'm still broke, y'all. It ain't me that needs healing. It's that checkbook that needs a resurrection. My God, I pray that this penny will go a lot further than it's ever gone before. Lord, I pray this penny becomes a million dollars in this checkbook. I don't need healing. I need money. Or I need to find it. But if I got money ain't really important right now. I can be there and buy every doctor in the world. But if that cancer don't get fixed, I'm dying. Money. You can write that million dollars with me. But I can't cash the check. Because I died. I need the gift or the miracle of healing, not money. So it's not like this stop all. God just throws it all out. Ooh, everybody has a little bit of miracles. They're distinct. They're different types. It, the same way in terms of God is no respecter of persons, but they're different types. They can vary depending on the all miracles, though, are designed for one purpose, and that is to glorify God and for us to forever praise Him when the answer shows up. Miracles are not designed for people and be like, I'm special with God. Yes, you're special to God, but miracles are not for you to feel even more spiritual and be like, God is special. He gave me a miracle. No, that's arrogance. Miracles are designed so when I have that miracle, I come to church and I get on an old fashioned altar and I cry not tears of sorrow but tears of joy and for providing for me my every need. Thank you, God. It's not for me to get attention. I may have to have the mascara run down the face and I may have to look like I got a storm and lost, but I have to give not because of me, but because God's been good to me. That's what the miracles are designed to do. So, quickly, I want to talk very quickly types of miracles. One of them is the miracles of judgment. We don't like these miracles. We like them for our enemies. We don't like them when God but God did miracles of judgment. Egyptian plagues, for an example, in Exodus. That's miracles of judgment. I mean, God made flies, millions of flies show up, millions of gnats, an epidemic of frogs. God, I'd have turned my heart to Jesus. But then I'd have told First frog that came in the house, I'd have been like, "What? Take my people? You know what? Take my whole church, all Egypt. Stay behind. Take all these people and get out of here. One frog and it's game over for me. And it, and and I don't know what kind of frogs they were, but if they were those little fat toads and big old croakers that comes back, I'm gonna tell you right now. I said, y'all stay here. I'll be right back. I'm gonna pack all of these joy for y'all. Y'all believe y'all even tonight? Pray these frogs out of here." morning I'm sending you out go out ahead never come back take your frog and you go I'm going to reach ministry and count the frogs they can stay out there in the yard of locusts cattle dying turning river blood you know that all attacked was attacked you go back and look at it, it was attacking culture fertility when they Fertility, the God of fertility. When he made the darkness, he was attacking God, Ra, the God of the sun. All of these were attached to e Egyptian gods. You can go back and correlate. There's even one of those plagues. God was 
worshipped even over their gods. The firstborn, all those things. But that's where it's goes judgment because Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let God's people go. The opening of the earth with corn. Story. Talk about experience. Moses says, those stand over here. All of you that have been so in discord in the church, calling each other on the phone and telling everything about what you don't like about church and the preacher and everything, and spreading malicious gossip and trying to in the middle, y'all side of the church. And right church, Moses stands up and says, okay, God, here we are. You know, you know I'm chosen by you. I know you. You know me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step out over here, and God, you choose today. I'm going to be on your side. These people with Moses. All these people that had been on the phone talking about people, talking about the church, talking about the preacher, talking about everything else and causing the drama and discord in the church. The Bible said the earth opened up and ate them. I mean, the earth just opened. They end up and the earth goes whoop, right back on top. I and mean, that's pretty impressive. That's a miracle. Judgment for speaking is God's chosen. Iron brimstone to just basically annihilate a city. I mean, boom, city here today gone tomorrow. Thank God God's not still in the miracles of Sodom and Gomorrah because some of us and our cities and communities and our on this earth if God was still doing that. We might not be here. We might just boom, gone. The reality of it is that's a miracle of judgment. Then there's the miracle of opening the Red Sea. Pharaoh's armies are I got a long body of water over the we don't have pontoon boats. We don't have yachts. We don't have a bass boat. We we have nothing. Don't swim well. And we babies and everything else trying to navigate a river. And you got you know armed soldiers behind you. Uh, it's not looking good for you in this moment. But to Moses, ready to make camp. Middle of the night, God took. And he, Moses, to get the people, he put the cloud that was in front of them behind them that night and turned into fire and blocked them and created a hedge for them. But the Bible said in the middle of the night, God created a, a wind to start blowing. It's out there with his staff, and he it up. He holds it up. That's it. He didn't say, abracadabra, hocus pocus, voila. Nope. Because Noah couldn't have made that happen. It had just stayed there. He just stood there. Can I tell you, there, there's something to be said about the act of having your hands lifted before the Lord. When you lift your hands before the Lord, it does things that nothing else can do. You can do all the hocus pocus you want to, but when you lift your hands to the Heavenly Father and call him Abba Father, and you, you lift your hands unto the Lord, something changes in a moment. Wind. And the Bible said it just like parted the water and rolled it back. Just rolled it back till it was a straight pathway. That, and the Bible said that they, they walked on dry ground. That's pretty impressive deliverance right there. Well, if you could just little look down to the Atlantic to get to Europe. <laughs> Instead of, and you just like stand there and all of a sudden right on Charleston, the water rolls back. Walk right on through. Right on through and just get to Europe without having to take. Wouldn't that be pretty impressive? It's pretty impressive. Miracle of deliverance. Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nothing, but it looks good. And Abednego. That's, that would be a miracle of deliverance. <laughs> Fell fire seven times hotter. <laughs> this ain't looking good. 
We're going to get thrown into the furnace. We're going to die. They said, we still ain't going to bow. If we die, we die. But we're not going to bow. We're not going to do this. Anyway, they throw them in. The people throwing them in died. They didn't even get in the fire. They just got close to the fire. Now, I ain't got time to preach that today. But sometimes if you just get close enough to the fire, God can get rid of some things in your life. As long as you get Sometimes you ain't even got to be all the way in. Get close enough for God to change the situation. The Bible said they come out. Their hair wasn't singed. Their clothes weren't. Their shoes were They were perfectly fine. That's pretty impressive. You get thrown in a. That's pretty impressive. Stormy seas. Jesus lifts his hand. Be still, and storms just go. Whoo. That's pretty impressive. Then there are miracles of extended time. It's in the Bible. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. Uh, two of them are about extended time. One of them is the double back story. Praying after he's found out he's going to die, the prophet of God leaves to the foyer area of the castle, of the, of the palace. Hezekiah prays to the wall, God, I've done A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Why? Why, Lord? Why? The grave cannot praise you. Sheol cannot praise you. God, if you let me die, who's going to, I mean, I, I, I'm giving you credit. Prophet of God turns back around, walks back in there, and says, "God said, He'll give you 50 extended time. I got a death sentence this morning, but God gave me 50 after they said I should die. That's that's extended time. My grandfather battled cancer many years, and cancer he's gonna die. Well, he lived about 18 years uh, with cancer, so <laughs> either the doctor who's fired, or he should get a new job because he's not really good at doing his job." Or is it that God knows how to extend time? The reality of it is, he said, this is how you know this is possible. The sundial will make it go back 10 degrees on the step. Make literally the sun back up. That's impressive to tell us. Instead of this way, go that way. And then, one of my all-time favorites is the solar system standoff. Sermon on this. The solar systems, the solar system standoff. It's incredible. The people of God are and her at the top of the mountain. Moses has got his hands up praying for the people. They win. He gets tired. Again, whooped. He puts his hands back up. They start winning. Puts his hands back down. Again, whooped. Finally, get up there and they put his hands up and they put on a rock so that his hands can stay up. People said that Joshua was. So what is we need the sun to just freeze in place and don't move. And the Bible said, God made stand still. God literally told the sun, don't you move. I dare you. Until they finish the battle, then the sun. That's pretty impressive. You can tell the sun. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's time. Finally. the New Testament is full of different examples. But miracles reinforce God's love for you. Blessings to us. In the old manna, bread, manna fell down from heaven to provide for 
in the wilderness. In the New Testament, the bread of life. If you're hungry and thirsty, the bread of life. I in the Old Testament, rocks, whether hit by the staff from the rocks. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I am the will of living water. And I can river inside of you. I am that living water. We know throughout the Old Testament, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides all over the place. The widow's oil, you know, and she, she her, her creditors God says, what do you have? in a couple pots. Neighbor's pots. Get all the and as the Bible said she had enough to sell it off till all her debts were paid and went all her debts and she ran out of ran out. In the New Testament, Jesus tells us he is our supplier of all riches in Christ Jesus. In the Testament, God's bones are thrown into a cave. The people in the cave, when their bones hit them, they got up. Throw his bones into a used tomb, and the people inside the tomb, but of God's bones, they get up and come out. That's pretty important. Jesus raised Lazarus, J. Iris's daughter, from the dead, and he himself resurrected from the dead. He is the resurrection and the life. The days of miracles, they're not obsolete, they're not unattainable, they are actually accessible received and activated through a heart of faith. We have the access codes. We have all the power to unleash the treasures of heaven. Because the Bible said Jesus is the same yesterday and today. I say why we don't is because we don't believe they can happen. We talk about them and we want them. But when the rubber meets the road, we doubt them. We doubt them. If we believe that you could prayer of faith, and the elders of the church could lay their hands on you and pray the prayer of faith and heal the sick, everybody in the world would come to church and want to be prayed for. So you don't come to the altar and get prayed for. You know why? They don't say it, but they're not so sure they're going to get it. Doubt is the easiest way to rob your miracle from taking place. Be getting ready to knock on your front of your heart. And as soon as doubt he goes, whoa, whoa, we can't live. And the miracle turns report she goes by the way. Don't let doubt rob you of your joy. Don't let doubt rob you of your peace. And certainly don't let doubt rob you of your miracle. Still a miracle. Bible this old song said, I quote the answer is already on the way. Jesus said it. I've it's in the Bible, but you can't believe God for your miracle. With every head bowed and every I'm going to very quickly close this service today. But before we pray the benedictory prayer, I want to today, Pastor, that I need I need a miracle. Don't tell me what it is, but you something supernatural, something above and beyond what you think or comprehend. You need a true prayer from God.
really have a need in this house. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise There's so many hands that are all over this house. And if I called you to come up to this altar, there would be nobody to really pray with you because there would be some that are needing to be prayed for. I do believe that the Bible teaches the family of God. That's what we're called to do. Now, you don't have to do this if you don't feel comfortable. I also believe that God is a God that loves the power of connectivity. It's like electricity. He likes connections, connectivity. So here's what I'm going to do. You can, open it, you can uh, lift your heads and open your eyes. Here's what we're going to do. raise their hand, but you and your section. Sister Barnes is front. I'm going to take from Sister Bueller's section. This group is a section. Sean and Miss Patricia a section. Miss Angela backs a section. I want you to grab hands with the people in your section. You move out to just grab hands and I want you to pray for you. You don't know, but I can this. There has been somebody in every one of your sections that has raised their hand. Some of y'all have multiple people in your section. There's a bunch of people. And you pray together. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. There's been called. There's, there's that have been called. 